0: 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech.
1: I got it. I got it. To help the pandemic move along smoothly and to have people comply, four words. Scratch and sniff masks. That's what we gotta go with. It's it's the best invention. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. So, welcome to another edition of... (laughs) Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 165, I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man you don't want to invite to a game of Words with Friends or Russell or Scrabble, which pretty much means he has 30 different ways of saying, fuck you, MFG Mike the Finance Guy.
0: I'm not Michael. I'm a clown.
2: I'm not Michael. I'm a clown. I don't even know what that is. Ralph? Obviously, it's not Halloween because Mike Myers never talked in there. I don't
0: know. <laughs> he did. It actually is Halloween. It's when they, really? uh, yeah. Oh, Wait, it was, it was like the kid? second one where, where it wasn't him or? Oh, it's, um, it's, it's earlier on in the, in the, the, the movie when he's a kid. Really? Yeah. Okay. Kind of one of the Halloweens didn't have to do with Mike Myers from what I understand. Uh, Halloween three, uh, the season hell? of the witch. Yeah, I remember hearing about that thing. Well, because they killed Michael Myers in Halloween 2. And wisely, they thought, okay, it's just a franchise about Halloween. And that was cool. Until you made a shitty movie. And then they were like, all right, let's just bring him back in the dead.
2: (laughs) He somehow
0: survived survived the fire.
1: (laughs) Running back to something, you know, it sounds like an ex. And our other illustrious host, man's the soundboard, but can also rip through a Rubik's Cube faster than a hot latte rips through an empty stomach. RT Square, we're off the tech. Oh, yeah,
2: every day. So the other day, as I was summoning Mount Everest for, like, the 20th time, you know, it gets boring Mm -hmm. after the 5th, a thought occurred to me. Um, With the widespread use of face coverings, it's really helping to level the playing field for all of us ugly people out here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Lucky I can't see your fucked up teeth. Yeah. It's just,
2: it's just pretty in the world, pretty much. It's, it's making it, it's making us see past the face and into the soul. No, yeah. no, no, I don't buy
0: that. No, because all you're thinking is, I wonder what they look like without that damn mask on.
1: <laughs> and, and imagine if somebody has halitosis. How much that builds up more being
2: trapped in that mask, and when you finally release it. <laughs> It's, that's like uh, chernobyl all over again
1: or like a 12 inch <laughs> dick inside of spandex um <laughs> all right so, well there goes our under 18 audience okay <laughs> all right so today we're going to be staying with the team show theme that we've been doing and we're going to discuss dc universe aka hbo max's show doom patrol season two but first Back in the day when, you know, things were normal, Mike used to cook up, um, cook up right before the podcast and he would whip up a great meal in a small amount of time. Now he uses those time consolidation powers and takes a whole bunch of information and whips it up for you in a small amount of time as well. Too bad it doesn't come with food. So please give Mike your ear as he whips up some quick news.
2: And now the quick news.
0: With Mike, the finance guy,
2: and Ralph and Cap.
0: Excuse me while I whips it out. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my protections. All righty. Well, we have proof today that you can live under a rock and run a multi-million-dollar business. What? On March 16th, New York City officially began its lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Here we are, five months, five million recorded cases, and more than 163,000 deaths later, on August 11th, ReadPop has finally announced that this year's New York Comic Con will not be physically held at the Javits Center in New York City and will be instead totally digital due to the coronavirus pandemic. What a surprise! <laughs> oh it took him this long. Uh, um, according Wait, there's to a pandemic from... happening? Yeah, what? that's exactly what someone woke up and said there. Um, according to excerpts from ReadPop's official statement, quote, from October eighth to the eleventh, the New York Comic Con YouTube channel will exclusively live stream panels from leading entertainment brands. In addition to the panels streaming live and on demand exclusively via YouTube, fans will be able to participate in talent Q and As during panels, turn every panel into a watch party, and geek out with other fans using YouTube's community and live chat features. End quote.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um. I mean, we knew this was coming, but yeah, it's just so interesting. Like you said, it, like you said in the news. How long it took them
0: to say it? Like, what did they think was just going to happen? Like, oh, things will be fine by September and everyone's still going to want to know. People are going to be leery as hell, (laughs) you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah. it'll be the first time we're going to go to Comic-Con together in a while. But this is a good reason, so, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: no, exactly. They were really trying to hold out hope. But, hey, at at least now this is the first time you can go to every single panel.
0: Yeah, that's very true, (laughs) too. No excuses, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, um... If they're going to, because the thing is with YouTube, you can like make your channel so that you can, you know, make it private and pay for it. So I, they didn't mention anything, but I can't imagine that this is. No, going they to be wouldn't free.
1: do that. Um, yeah. Well, you don't think it's gonna be free?
2: I, I don't. know. They did it for San just... Diego. They're gonna do it for this. I suppose so. I guess we'll There's, see. We'll find out. It'll be free. There'll just be a shit ton of sponsors and commercials and like placements and stuff. I right. Because sure it, it. Think of it this way: if you're YouTube, right? You say. Um, you're having a Comic-Con, you're going to have a lot of people probably mm-hmm. watching this. So now you're going to be selling a lot of ad time during this thing. And then you're going to tell, which is more of an incentive for the New York City Comic-Con to do it because now YouTube's going to be like, all right, for every ad that we sell, we're going to give you this percentage of the cut. Yeah. That's it. And they'll be like, That's all it. right, cool. So now we'll we see. just bombard yeah. everyone and we'll say, hey, here you go. And now you'll you'll get even more of an audience because imagine the amount of people who weren't able to buy tickets for Comic-Con. Now they're gonna be like, oh, I wanna check this out. I've never done right. this. This is one I'll way I could do that, it.
1: But yeah, yeah that's know very that. possible.
2: Yeah, but what we'll else you got
0: there, Mike? All righty, you had to know this was going to happen. After months of lockdown due to the pandemic, movie theaters are slowly beginning to open in some spaces. I knew it. Uh, the strict health and safety protocols, such as frequent cleaning and limited capacity, are mandatory for the spaces to operate. And according to AMC Theater's CEO, Adam Aaron, those health and safety expenses and limited seating losses will ultimately be passed on to the consumers, indicating mm-hmm. that this would be in the form of increased food and beverage prices or higher ticket prices. Of course. Of course. You you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I'm like, but guess what? That's going to force people to stay at home. <laughs> well,
2: I'll, I'll tell you this. If I have the opportunity to to watch a movie and IMAX and like the big IMAX, all by myself. Mm-hmm. I'll pay the sixty bucks, maybe if, if it's a good movie. If It's like a really really good bucks. movie. Sixty bucks? Why not? Sixty
0: bucks by yourself? Sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bring your hands up, you, buddy. Are you taking three seats? Yes. <laughs> I'm taking the whole theater. The whole theater. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm curious to see like if like the uh, the A list program is going to come back again. Twenty five bucks um, a month. You see, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like, I, I love you, bro. You're <laughs> wishful That shit is dead. That A list
2: is dead. <laughs> that was like that 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 movie thing that was going around for a while where it was like you oh pay, movie fast oh yeah you pay five dollars and you can see all the yeah. movies like yeah. yeah that didn't live long
0: well the thing is though that remember the the amc thing was sponsored by amc so it all depends on how they want to do this they they still might have it but of course just jack up the price of that but um but yeah that's but also that's going to be rough because you know limited seating da, 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 da. but anyway we'll see how everything goes looks like we're not going to the movies or the comic-con anything else we're not going to mike <laughs> uh, not anytime soon. Uh, I don't have anything else relating to that, but according to Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch, what? when what? it's time to change, you've got to rearrange. <laughs> and DC Comics loves the Bradys. Reports are coming in that DC and Warner Media are undergoing massive reorganization changes. The publisher is apparently laying off as much as one third of its staff. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, Chief creative officer slash publisher Jim Lee is reportedly still in place, but... Some sources suggest new top level organization will result in his role being effectively diminished to some degree. And multiple unconfirmed sources heard that some staffers are being given three months before their positions are eliminated. The organizational changes come just days before Warner Media's highly marketed DC branded multimedia fan event, DC fandom, which begins on August twenty second.
1: Wow. So yeah. off off the heels of that, people lose jabs. Yeah, unfortunately. And especially, I mean, I like, I've always liked Jim Lee's role in DC because mm-hmm. for me, Jim Lee will always be Marvel, even though yeah. people know him as DC. But he's the reason why DC did so many great things in their other um, entities. So like DC Universe, the, the video game, all right. of those um, cartoon designs and the character designs were him, were him designing right. it. A lot of other entities were his design. He's been very integral in a, in, in, in with a lot of their stuff. So to hear him being diminished, I'm like, I wonder how much they're going to diminish his role.
0: Yeah, let's find out. Well, right. Right. so that's all and the quick news. Oh, oh no, no, I never said that. I'm sorry, I'm so used to <laughs> getting ahead of yourself, cap. Yeah, and as I was about to say, and last but not least, there you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> happy birthday, Forbidden Planet. Happy birthday to you. That's right, the long standing comics and pop culture retail is turning 42 this year. Holy and as you know, that is 16 years older than me. Um, <laughs> the math is always straight here with MFG, uh, um, exponent. <laughs> <laughs> for the hose at home that might be unaware forbidden planet is a london-based franchise that opened in 1978 after opening several stores throughout england it expanded to scotland wales northern ireland ireland rome and eventually nyc uh to mark the special day forbidden planet is having a star-studded event online with guests spanning the nerd humanities forbidden planet's own andrew sumner will host new and exclusive interviews with william shatner dmc Neil Gaiman, Alice Cooper, Jonathan Ross, Gerard Way, Garth Ennis, Kevin Smith, Michael Moorcock, Simon, Michael Moorcock is still alive? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll go like back. Keep, keep going. Right now. Keep um, going. Simon, Simon Pegg, Mark Millard, Dan Slott ve schwab dave gibbons brian bolin dirk mags chris claremont and ben aranovich amongst others that's a lot more to go uh the yeah. extravaganza will also showcase a tribute to forbidden planet's old friend the late great douglas adams and a never before heard interview with neil gaiman uh, so tune in to forbiddenplanet.com on august 29th and remember to clear your calendar because you'll be too busy geeking out to do anything else wow that is oh. like an impressive list of people. I'm like, wow. but Michael Moorcock, I'm like, Wait, hold on, hold he's on, hold still on. alive. <laughs> Mike, did you say
1: Will Shatner?
0: Yes, yes, I started with him.
1: I was like, Shatner's dead. So it must be a recorded interview.
0: William Shatner? William, William Shatner's, Shatner's dead. dead. When did he die? Did Shatner die? I mean, Leonard Nimor died. <laughs> Shatner's <laughs>
2: dead. Killed me Captain before Kirk? my time.
0: Yes. What is Wait. wrong with you, Cap? When did he die? <laughs> I could have sworn he died. Let's see. Uh, This might be news to him. This
2: might be news to him. All right. Let's see. Drum roll, please. Boom. Google says he is 89 years old, currently alive. Believe me, when Shacker dies, we
0: will will be very aware of that. (laughs) You You know what?
2: It's... It's actually one of the, the it's the second question people ask is William Shatner from Star Trek still alive? <laughs> <I'm not alone.
0: laughs>
1: okay. Well, wow, but going back, that's a lot that's a long list of people yeah. to honor for Ben Planet. I'm yeah. really happy to hear about that. Mike, what that's only quick- based here
0: in New York City. That would have been fantastic, but I agree. It's not. That's all your quickness That yeah, last but not least.
1: <laughs> but this let guy me is- He said, I'm roof, really, I'm do I'm going according to the script. <laughs> I jumped the line. It <laughs>
0: happened. <laughs> Speaking uh, of not listening, what was that date again, Mike? Uh, August 29th. 29th. Oh, of course. And goodness. it's going to be at ForbiddenPlanet.com. Now, Ooh. that's that's
1: I mean, that place for us is, is um, near and dear to us because the location in New York for Mike and I has been a place that Mike and I have gone to since, what, 2008, 2007? You and I have gone sounds together.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, and then separately, I know Mike and I have gone to... I've been going to Forbidden Planet since 1991 when they had a location on 59th Street. Yeah, so I go. Me. I, yeah, I used to go there. And Ralph, you've been to Forbidden Planet, of course, a couple of times. Yeah, with you guys,
2: of course. Yeah, <laughs> make it sound like we dragged yeah. him. Why <laughs> do you keep inviting him? I keep telling you, <laughs> don't, tell Ralph. When we're going to Forbidden Planet, <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, when you guys, you know, hear all the kicking and the screaming, it, it's I'm trying to tell you something, you know. Well, yeah, usually he means, he means, he means open the trunk. It's because someone in there
0: hit him, hit him <laughs> over the head again.
2: <laughs>
1: and That's why Mike went for the guy with the with the Goomba voice for, for, for what we were talking about earlier.
0: <laughs> All we right. Got another check for $10 million. Ah, just don't, <laughs> just knock out that guy in the trunk.
2: For those who are like, what? It was a joke we made off podcast. I apologize. Um, Ralph, You have any quick news? No, Mike actually took my quick news about uh, the Comic-Con. I gonna, <laughs> I talk
0: about that. Mike okay, always, scoops well, always scoops
2: me. He always scoops me.
0: I'm like the Ben and Jerry's of news. <laughs> I, I
1: don't have a I don't have a reply for that, so I'm just gonna keep it moving. You're definitely something, right. Mike. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's go and speak about what we're here to speak about. Let's speak about Doom Patrol season two. And it's funny that when I when I was looking at our list, I was like, "Wow, we've been doing the team thing recently." You know, at the Umbrella Academy, you had you know old guard you had so it's interesting what we're gonna do about this one so with a synopsis so i can stay with the script and mike doesn't complain it's mfg mike the finance guy
0: go ahead i'm complaining yeah of course you are <laughs> Alrighty, doom patrol is a live action superhero series released by the uh dc universe streaming service the series developed by jeremy carver is a spin-off of dc universe's titans tv series uh the show is an adaptation of the original doom patrol comic characters created by arnold drake Bob Haney and Bruno, me, Bruno Permiani uh, that started in My Greatest Adventures number 80 back in uh, June of 1963 and newer characters created by Grant Morrison which started in Doom Patrol volume 2 number 19 in February of 89. Doom Patrol has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96% with an audience of 81% and a Metacritic score of 70 out of 100 with an audience of 72 out of 100. Hmm. Just always oh, they're, they're always lower, yeah. <laughs> always righty. this season has been a lot less humiliating for the Doom Patrol they weren't pulled through a donkey's rectum ingested by vermin or released from a roach's stomach but that doesn't mean the crazy wasn't served at every meal life with the chief's 113 year old little daughter with a killer imagination and a homicidal candlestick can sometimes take its toll Jane's underground of multiple personalities stage a coup for her removal Rita wants to be a superhero but her powers are less elastic than a petrified scrotum uh cyborg finally got someone to play with his erector set only to later discover more trouble than it was worth having her there uh larry also discovers there's more trouble finding love than a radioactive mum- mummified gay man in his 80s should and cliff well he just says "fuck" a lot uh, the world was nearly consumed in the afterglow of an, of the ultimate orgasm which in hindsight seems preferable to its likely fate of being consumed in wax and harsh criticism But that's what you get when the world's strangest hero star in the most insane coming of age story ever put on the small screen. So we're starring Diane uh, Guerrero as Crazy Jane, April Bobley as Rita Farr, uh, Javon Wade as Vic Stone, Matt Bomer as Larry Trainer, Brendan Fraser as Cliff Steele, Timothy Dalton as Niles Calder, and Abigail Shapiro as Dorothy Spinner. All right, so
1: let's talk about a Doom Patrol season two. But before we open our mouths and ruin things for people, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning
2: the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker.
1: I wonder if he could do that while drinking Drock simultaneously. <laughs> so, that <laughs> for, for first off, Drock is the drink that he likes. And secondly, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions, Stush Patrol. Fuck, fuck, it, fuck! It's Stush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to Robot Man! Oh, to Robot Man! All right, so let's talk about it. Doom Patrol season two. All right, let's get into it. So, um, I mean, it's been a weird series from you know from the first season. So, how do you top a weird show like or, or last season? Do you like the way they introduced the show coming into the first episode? Because they start off with introducing Dorothy, who we found mm-hmm. out later on is the chief's daughter. And they go, they, you know, they they start there, and then they introduce the rest of the episode. How did you like the way they introduced this season? It almost felt like they hit the ground running you
2: know, with Dorothy and then with where the Doom Patrol currently was. Uh, I don't know. Well, for me, it almost felt like they skipped an episode when they first started. Why so? Like it, it, like it felt like way too fast. Like, like there was something that they were supposed to say beforehand, you know,
0: like previously on Doom yeah. Patrol. <laughs> Even that, like, <laughs> no, no, literally, that's what it felt like. Because I'm like, I started, I'm like, why are they small? I couldn't remember how it ended. I had to actually watch the last. Well, I, I watched, I went to watch the last five minutes of the end of the first season, and then I watching the whole episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, it like... so, so you felt like that, okay. Yeah, like, like, there was obviously something's missing. Like, just just a quick little, like, hey, this is where we are. But then after that, I was like, okay, now now we're just, just cooking with freaking jet fuel. They're just going flying right through it. I'm like, all right, cool.
0: Yeah, I, I like the way it started out. Um, like I said, I mean, as I just said, I, I, I had forgotten. I'm like, why are they small? And why does it seem like everyone's comfortable with this knowledge? And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. When they came back from the, uh, the other dimension they were smaller and stuff like that. Right. After the Mr. Nobody's power. But um, no, I had no problem with that. I'm glad, though, that they didn't like, you know, you know how you get some shows um, that when they're weird and people like them, their first instinct is, oh, you like the weird. All right, everyone, let's out weird the weirdness. Let's I mean, let's just make it super weird. And it's like, no, 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 because now you're hurting storytelling. This one, they didn't try and go, let's up what we did. They're just like, let's maintain our weird and give us and give us new weird." Right. And I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that they didn't try one-up themselves. Okay. All right. You know, yeah. I'll say this.
1: I'll say that exactly like you, Mike, and I'm so glad you guys said that. When I watched the first episode, I was like, why are they fucking small again? So I was yeah. caught out there, <laughs> and I also had to watch the end of the last season. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I gotta watch this again. Yeah. Um, but it, I I kind of like the way they did that because the show is already offbeat. And Mike, mm-hmm. you're right about sometimes you don't. When people they try to overdo it once they know that you like something, right? As opposed to keeping pace and just, you know, staying with the formula. The way they introduce everything, like you, you start off with Dorothy and and this crazy circus and all this stuff, and it's like, wait, what? It pulled me in, and then when you come to present time and you're watching them being small, you're like, well, what
0: the fuck does this got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very often what you say in that show at yeah, some point. But that felt right. It just feels yeah, right. Now. It does. It does feel right.
2: <laughs> um,
1: um did you guys like Dorothy? I was just gonna say, um I found her very interesting. I found her interesting as much as little kid characters go, mm-hmm. there was a genuine for me, there was a genuineness to her. She seemed when she seemed frightened or afraid, it, it got a little bit annoying because she was doing the whole you know, cutesy innocent girl thing, and you know there was something behind it, but right. I think it, you were meant to feel that. You were meant to kind of get annoyed right. by her, by her being so. Hi, oh, I, I want to be your friend, and Daddy, don't do this. But you, you, you know. It's it, it it, it,
0: 113 years. She really hasn't interacted with people, so she's pretty much happy to see anybody. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ralph? Um, I thought uh, Dorothy was actually a pretty interesting character. Like she. You could see like the the inner turmoil of like sh- she's self uh, she's self conscious about her appearance because she sees other people and she she knows that she they don't look like her right so she's self conscious about that and she but around the people from Doom Patrol there's like more of them are, are weirder than she is to a point so she knows that she's a little bit uh, she feels a little bit easier around them mm-hmm. just the right. fact that all of them are like just self-involved in their own shit that they don't really care too much about her. And she's trying to just, just to make friends. So it was, it was interesting to see that dynamic in play.
0: And yeah, then, okay. uh, I, Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just about to say, I, I, I enjoyed the character. Um, I, I think the actress Abigail Shapiro, I think she's doing a fabulous job. She's actually 20 years old, which yep. is just, you know, the actress herself. Wow. Yeah. She's actually 20 years old. Um, but she does a great job. I, I, There were times where I was a little bit tired of the, oh my, kind of expression. But like I said, I mean, you have to kind of understand she has not been around people in all that time except for her father. So I I gave it that they were trying to give us that feeling and stuff like that. Um, They've kept pretty true to character for the most part, except for the fact that she's not related to the chief in the comics. But that is her ability. And they actually softened up her face more because here they tried to make it more like she's um, from like a primitive people. Whereas in the comics, she has a straight on ape face with pigtails wow. like, like otherwise she's a little girl hairy arms but like a full a full-on ape looking face you know and i was gonna ask that that was of one thing. of the
1: questions i have on my list i was gonna ask was she an actual character in the doom patrol oh comic? yeah
0: yeah yeah. she was uh, introduced early on by uh actually she wasn't int- i think she was created by another character um right before uh grant morrison took over and then he just pulled that character in and then really redefined her but he didn't create her yeah what do we think about her power set it wasn't I very like it. clear yeah I but mean. that's the thing it's not very clear yeah I mean it it's like, just it's her like, imagination but they don't quite make it that clear
2: yeah because i was I was doing some reading about the candle maker and it's, the candle maker isn't from her imagination is actually a real being who um uses like taps into her uh, through her imagination to,
0: right. well, he's to make himself
2: yeah, yeah. To, to make himself manifest in our world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the uh in the comics he gives her three wishes and that after the third wish is when he's able to become whole and uh, and manifest in our world. Right.
1: Yeah. Um visually it was I mean the the, the visual effects for the candle maker was oh my god. It yeah. really I never yeah. thought somebody that would be made out of candles could be such a such a great image and it was slightly terrifying image
0: yeah uh, he correct, looks basically made,
2: uh, he, he's made out of wax not candles you know what you what get it straight wow semantics is, good job yeah uh
0: not
2: semantics then, materials all right wax all right. all right
0: all right mike what were you gonna say <laughs> that he looks like the character uh for the most part i mean obviously there's always the really comic book version but yeah i mean he pretty much looks just like the character so they they did a good job of bringing the character to life which i really enjoyed that yeah, they've been—they've I mean, actually been pretty good for the most part with the Doom Patrol characters. You know, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a hard group to to bring out, especially in today's technology and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, like I said, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her character. I liked how it was. I mean, you you have a focus on everybody and their problems, but it was just fresh to have a new person with a new set of problems involved with them. So I kind of right. like that.
1: And I'm glad you segwayed that to that, Mike, because I wanted to get to that. So the rest of the group, and like I've talked about. In other podcasts, especially recently, um, the whole group dynamic, the whole how do you how do you um, wrestle or manage or coordinate everybody's story in part of one story and make their stories interesting, but also make it part of the whole. How do you think Doom Patrol did this season with their usual cast of characters? And now you add one more.
0: You feel a, like I think it? they did a really good job. I think they did a good job. Uh I just think that like some like anything, like there's always going to be stories you find more fascinating than others. Some I just think it's not even I mean, granted, it is my opinion, but I was about to say it's not really my opinion, <laughs> but it is my opinion that uh um the Cliff seal one is just not that interesting. I mean, like you get it, but I think it's the way they're handling him dealing with his daughter um and stuff like that. It's I just don't find it as interesting as some of the other stories Uh, because it's kind of like many times it's like, well, you're kind of your own fault in your own story here. Whereas the other people are kind of dealing with uh, the tragedies of how the world revolved around them and they had nothing. They weren't involved with the tragedy that their life became kind of, you know, so I I do um, like their stories. and I think they do a good job of of giving you bits and pieces of theirs without like dominating too much.
2: Okay. all right. Ralphie Boy? Um, for the most part, I'd agree with Mike. Though, with He's kind of right about um, Cliff's story. It was just, I don't know, It for me, it, it lacked something because it just seemed like he was like a whiny little bitch. It's like, oh, my daughter yeah. doesn't love me. He's, he's not viewing it from her point of view, and I guess it kind of makes sense. since I, I guess, in a way, because he's just a brain and he no, he no longer has any real sensation... He's he's missing the part of his humanity that allows him I guess to, to understand because if you don't feel pain or you don't feel anything, you don't really have any empathy. Right. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, for you to understand how the other people yeah. are viewing it. Right. And yeah. the, the the story that really like uh, uh like just surprised me was um uh, Larry's story because like
0: oh, God, he's got a hardship.
2: <laughs> like like first first he gets that like psychic feel where. Um, the negative man, the negative spirit, is telling him, "Is like, oh, your son dead." And then he looks at him, is like, "Oh shit, my son is dead." So he goes, finds that his other son is there, and he's like, "Oh hey, yeah, it's me, your dad." Like he he could have lied and be like, "Oh no no, I'm just some random conspiracy not as well. I'm wearing these because I cover my face." But he's like, "No, it's me, your father." Then having some good times and then only to be betrayed and then still want to be like, "Oh." I want to still be part of your life and shit. Trying to go to the hospital. That the 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 Snats episode was hilarious, with him with Scans. and Scant uh, Scant. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. With him and uh, oh yeah, and oh, that and, was and, uh, What was the name? The um, Flinch? Finch? Flip? Flip. With him and Flip, 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 at, Flip at the hospital. They're like, I have an idea. All right. They'll never know it's <laughs> us. Yes, this is. I'm, I'm Doctor Larry Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> that had me rolling
0: yeah, no, that, was, that was well Well, dumb patrol was it was a fun episode uh, you know it, yeah. it had a lot of fun to it but I wanted to get back to the uh when you're talking about the characters like with Cliff right? they touched on it especially um as they've been talking about like the chief wants to make him a new suit that's more tactile based and I'm like still like unaware of how that's not capable because I'm like I get the fact that like you don't have a ton of money but you have all this other weird stuff at your disposal but Cyborg is completely tactile based, so can't you just ask his dad how you did it? <laughs> like, like you know, like I mean, it's just it's just really weird. But so like you got a, a touch out of him, or a, no pun intended, that, that he can't feel. <laughs> um, yeah. And we already knew that, and we knew that from the introduction in the team tight or the Titans episode where he's like, "How's that chicken taste? It looks really crispy on the outside. Is it, is it warm? Is it is it you know hot? like you know?" So you get that, but I don't think that they've done a good enough job of expressing exactly what Ralph says, which is exactly why what I think the writing is supposed to represent, which is because he has no sensation, he's kind of losing a bit of his humanity, especially the empathetic side. But I don't think they do a good enough job of explaining why that's happening, if if that's where they want to go. So to me, like you said, he just comes off, like Ralph said, like a whiny bitch. Um, And especially (laughs) like the fact that he like, he just hates the chief. And again, I'm not saying that they don't have reason for it because he's responsible for all of their conditions. But like, it's like, well, then leave. Or don't leave but like you know like it's like even some of the characters are like you're just whining either do it or don't but shut the fuck up one way or the other <laughs> yeah know? and unfortunately and i liked he, robot man last yeah yeah and i was saying unfortunately it's actually getting as a viewer it's getting like that too it's like let's either move his story along or make him do something <laughs> you know? right
2: and i don't know if you know it's like all of his like his outbursts always seem to be like at an up a level where they should be you know mm-hmm. if he's angry he's like super angry if right. he's happy he's crazy happy right. if he's depressed he is so depressed he's on the floor type of depressed yeah. you know
0: and that's what i'm saying that Fuck. i think that 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 if they're if they want to let us know that it's because of his lack of sensation that like he just can't moderate now i think they should give just like something just gives a little a little you know two minute sob story you know mm-hmm. like Right. Just like, 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 have the chief explain, like, like, have him piss off somebody so badly at some point, and have the chief be like, "Look, I know he can be irritating, but you have to understand that because he can't feel anything, his emotions are just either high or low. He, he really can't regulate that. Like, just that. Like, it's, it's, it's exposition without no, feeling like that's exposition good. because he would be explaining it, you know, to someone else. No.
1: No. and, and that, that would be a really good way of going about it.
0: Yeah. And, and Robot
1: Man was one of my favorite characters coming out of last, last oh, God, season. Yeah. And now, exactly because of the way he played this year, I felt like he was never something that I, not, I won't say that I didn't enjoy him, but he wasn't as enjoyable as he was last yeah. years. Yeah. Now, Ralph mentioned, he said the most surprising one he was interested in, you said was was, um, was Larry trainers Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Mike? What was the most surprising one? Because we could talk about the one that's the most compelling, and we'll talk about that in a second, but what was the storyline that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think I
0: liked that as much as I did, or I didn't think that would be as interesting as much as it was. Um, with Ralph, I agree, I think well, Larry's was a very obvious um emotional tug because it's right there, it's family, it's the whole thing, and it's family that exists, and you know you can easily right there go like my guy, I couldn't imagine if I missed out on whether you have kids or just your own family or whatever, like you know mm-hmm. all these years um, so I did like that definitely there's no two ways about it i I'm growing to like Jane's journey because hers was just kind of vague and weird, but it's now getting a little bit more fleshed out. I'm enjoying that. But Rita's was surprising. That surprised me actually. The, mm-hmm. the fact that yeah. she found out about her mother, that one surprised me because her whole thing has been a little bit more two-dimensional. Her kid, like, you know, the fact that like, you know, I used to be an actress, I used to be loved and I'm vain, I'm right? Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm vain, blah, blah, blah. But here, like, like her trying to cope even with the idea that her mother slept her way through these auditions for her, you know, um, and stuff like that, and the fact that they didn't just do it the normal way of like, I'm just mad, and like, like you can tell she's like, I'm an adult, so I'm trying to rationalize it, accept it, but at the same time, prove to myself that it wasn't true. Like, it's she's got a lot of different things going on with her reaction with this revelation, and I actually was surprised at how much I was, I'm enjoying it. You know the yeah. story that
1: way. I, I like. I mean, I like a lot of things about Rita's story, especially the fact of her trying to find more value to herself and to the team by becoming a quote unquote superhero who's you know more reliable and can use her powers. And watching her struggle keeper. with that the beekeeper that's just hilarious. <laughs> but just a, I mean a lot of things that I mean I just I was very interested when she was in you know like even her struggling to go and audition and, you know, her going yeah. back and talking to the Cyborg about it. And even what happens with Cyborg, I don't want
0: to get into that right now, but yeah.
1: later on where she has a chance to help him out and kind that, of doesn't. That,
0: that crushed me. That that hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt I felt mm-hmm. the hurt for her in that, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that in a little bit. And uh, I- Cyborg's story, I mean, they, they didn't give him much of a story. I didn't feel his, you know, his chance at love and but that didn't really grab me. I don't think they handled it the best. It wasn't like it was badly done. It just was, I thought it very average. I'll say it was, I, found I and was, lost. It's very it was, it was honestly empty. I don't want to say shallow, but it
1: just seemed very surface. Like yeah. there they, they, they were things that they could have delved into more or maybe mm-hmm. it's approached more, but I think maybe because she's going to, she might be a recurring character. They just yeah, planted the scenes for now and mm-hmm. said, okay, we're coming back for season three. We'll
2: go more into her. Cause we have these yeah. other plot lines we have to put to the forefront. Right. That was that was a question of mine. Is she an actual like character in the comics?
0: By that name I don't know her. You know, um so she doesn't seem familiar but like you yeah, sometimes they have different names but then they become these familiar characters so that might happen with her but I don't know who that would be. Yeah.
2: You, right. You, you know who was the the biggest dick in the whole season 2 of Doom Patrol?
0: Uh, Miranda's G- boyfriend. <laughs>
2: Oh my, guy, God. oh my God, Fucking well,
0: that started off. But didn't that, but that was such a great reveal because it was yes. like, it was like, oh, it's so cute. And I mean, it's 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 like, you know, movie meet cute. And like, he's such a nice guy and he's trying to put up with her and she's weird. And you have to keep remembering that like, this is pre Powers, but not pre her mental split, obviously. Um, but right. you're like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. Oh, you know, wow, Miranda had found somebody. Da-da-da. Oh, this got really dark. <laughs> really Rick. dark. Like, we weren't even talking Rick. about, like, like yo, babe, where's my beer? Smack kind of, like, no, this was just, like, yeah, I basically want to fuck around, and, you know, I'm going to make you feel like shit if you don't want to do it, and, by the way, here's my, my, no, not my boss, here's a co-worker that's above me, and, you know, this would probably be good for my job if you sleep with him. <laughs> you know? And it was like, yeah, when Whoa. that happened... <laughs> Whoa!
1: I, I, yeah, I was kind of, like, like, my mind was blown with that whole thing. First off, um the one who plays Crazy Jane. Mm-hmm. What's that, that actually that Diana
0: Guerra? Right? Um it's a uh, Guerrero. Guerrero or Guerrera? Either way, hot, love her, love yeah. her. <laughs> Either
1: way, hot, love her. <laughs> because last, I mean, I, I liked the last, you know, last season. Be, you know, and like Mike said, it was kind of vague. You didn't know how it went with the other personalities, how they came in and out. How many personalities were there? Who were they? You know, like you knew one or two, but they came, kind of came in and out. This one fleshed out how the hierarchy works. And, you know, but, you know, first of all, she's beautiful, period. But then watching her play Miranda and then mm-hmm. doing this whole story. And when that moment came, when it was like, oh, they, oh, are swingers, oh shit, it, it, I, I just felt horrible,
0: yeah. horrible. Well, especially because <laughs> we know her backstory, the fact that she was sexually abused by you know her her father. I mean, the whole nine yards. Yes. I mean, you know, this wasn't going to go well. And when she passed out at the party, and then we went into the underground, and you saw like the actress that's Miranda, that lost look, that lost like and totally defiled look on her face and like she looks like well i want like i want a hug kind of a thing you know and like the other personalities are kind of avoiding her and then the secretary like you know looks like she's about to give her a hug and she's just like you were supposed to protect us it's like all she says and then like she walks up and that's when she kills herself uh by throwing herself into the well that was just i i just thought all of that was really really good Uh, i thought they did a great job of that
1: it was handled really well. Yeah. Um st- yeah. sticking with sticking with Jane for a second. Um, how do you feel about how they explained about the other personalities being eliminated? Like what's like bad, I, I, But even
0: they don't understand
1: yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And that's not really interesting. Right. It, it 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 made me feel better because I'm watching like, wait, did I miss something? Like on um, uh, can they die? Can they not die? When they said, well, we don't really know what's really going on. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you figure it's, it's part of a split personality. It's like it's just your personality that's hurt. It's like, does it die or is it? You know, I'm more interested though. Like, it just seems like, like I, I guess, not every one of her, um, not every one of her personalities has a power. But like, I'm just curious, like, like where, why did Jane come up and where Jane was all that time? Because like Jane, J- Miranda seems like like I want to have a good life, but I want to have much more of an ideal life. And Jane is much more hard ed so she kind of says, like, you know, life sucks most of the time. But it's just like, I'm like, but at the same time, she seems like one of the more realistic personalities. So I'm like, why wasn't she always just in charge, you know, kind of a thing. So I'm kind of curious, like, because, I mean, she popped up. And I don't, I mean, like, was she a brand new uh, personality at that one moment? Or has she already been there? And, like, if that's the case, like, how do they vote? Like, well, you go up. You know, or something like that. That's just my own curiosity. It doesn't do anything to ruin the story or whatever. I'm just kind of curious how that underground works. I'd like to get more information as time goes on with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I well, like to see exactly how we saw the birth that, yeah. of Jane. I, I really liked the birth of Jane. It was really good. It was really well done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So she, uh, that, go
0: she just played that really well. Oh, when she came back and told them all about themselves, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh that was fantastic. <laughs> it was just really good. <laughs> It's <laughs> like really, really good show.
1: Um, switching from assholes of of uh, you know that we we're mentioning, going from Crazy Jane's um boyfriend or Miranda's boyfriend at the time to the perf- to the chief. Okay, how do we feel about the chief this season? Did we feel he was dickier than normal?
0: Uh, he's very hot or- and cold. By the way, though, yeah. if you want to know how horribly dicky they've written the chief, look up like look up the chief. You know, like in, in a, in a sort he's just like, basically, and I don't like this, just like, remember how they started ruining Professor X? Like Professor X yes, was like, you know. That's exactly who I day, compare him to. Back right? in the day, well, because you, you should, I mean, they're very similar. I mean, even they claim one took off the other, whatever, but they didn't, but nonetheless, that's the claims that the X-Men are based off the Doom Patrol. They just actually spawned at the same moment anyway. Professor X, you know, was the professor-type person. So, like, he was strict to the students, but he cared. And then as the 80s right. or the 70s moved in and stuff like that in the, the 80s, he was just like, okay, I'm not really your teacher. I'm I'm your mentor, but I also look at you like family. I'm like your dad to many of you. And that kind of thing, To Like, suddenly it's like, I was always in love with Gene. And da 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 And now yeah. I've done all these weird shit. And you're like, I mean, but that's nothing to, like... They had the chief go from being the, the very professorial-type guy to suddenly... In the comics, they were like, yes, he is responsible for their accident. And then he's been going out of his way to kill lots of people and damage their life. You're like, you've just, but that then somehow they still work with him. I'm like, I don't know if it's worse that he, you've made this, this character. He's still somehow a hero or that our heroes still work with the guy that has self-admitted to mul- multiple mutilations. And he actually wanted to mutilate an entire, entirely half the world because he thinks that you better yourself through adversity. So he was actually going to try and, like, like, mutilate half the world. And they're still working for him. And I'm like, I don't know what you think this character is, but it's not. <laughs> like, you've just ruined this character at this point. Yeah,
2: yeah they, I, was, I was reading up on him, and there's one uh, storyline. One of the things he says is that um, there's a part where Rita uh, gets killed in, like, this massive explosion, right? Mm-hmm. And he had the ability to put up a shield to protect her as well. But he said he would. He wanted to see like her level of resistance to the explosion, because he, wow. he 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 believed that she would survive it. So he's like, you She'd know what, right. she's dead. Like, not nah. He's like, I could probably save her, but let's let's see what she can do. But no, she ends let's up let this kills.
0: goes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, they ruined it. But the character this season, um, I didn't feel he was as dickish because this one was all about him and his kid. I did like right. though, um. Like when they would try and uh, throw in the fact that, like Cliff would say, like, I've got a daughter, too, and I've missed her because of you, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that kind of a thing. I mean, I, sometimes I think that they it was a really good poke. And then I think even they were like, let's not really handle this in the script. And they would pull back a bit. And I'm like, no, you yeah. should have gone forward with that one, because that's a <laughs> hot button topic right there, you know. Um, but so like, that was good. And also like how protective he was of his daughter on the chief. Yeah. You know, um, I did like that. I like uh, that because but,
1: you ooh. also see that there's some humanity to him because yeah. I mean, you can e like, like, like you guys are talking about. He was, I mean, in the first season he had some humanity, but he's, he, I feel like he's always apologetic because we're kind of seeing the after effects of his dickiness as opposed to right. watching him mid dick. Right. and the fact that reason well, well, that is a verb <laughs> right well i mean
0: it's, it's right. he he's, he he is the embodiment of um i'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission right yeah it's yeah. like oh i'm going to shoot you all into space uh, pretty much knowing that you're going to be exposed to this uh alien thing possibly da da da, da, da and die or maybe you live Well, will find out and if you do <laughs> live i'll say oh i'm really sorry can you ever forgive me <laughs> you know the
2: uh the the thing with the with um with the chief also with his daughter, it, it it's a little humanity, but it's also a little self-preservation because he's just scared that she'll fully mature and then release the camel maker and then he'll die as well. So a lot yeah. of it's also yeah. selfish. Just. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um before we start talking talk about like how, how we get to our climax and how, how we felt about that. Well, to how get to your he... climax,
2: you just have uh Flex just move a little bit to the right.
1: Oh Flex. Love Flex. <laughs> how many how many nice little Easter eggs did they have in this or nice little moments they had with Flex, with um those astronauts that that that, that, that met
0: with um yeah. with Larry at the house with yeah, the Russian? Men. With Valentina. Oh, well who was who is, who's is the negative woman? Like she actually replaced because that when he died because the whole doom patrol was killed at the end of their series run which was Mm -hmm. back in the early 70s i mean they they were dead by issue 121 and they only started as the doom patrol in like issue what did i say 80 or something like that um but they were literally blown up um to save a a town in maine from being blown up by these villains so they it's the same thing that they did on brave and a bold uh if you remember that where they had a episode on brave and a bold where they die um it's the same idea uh so I thought that like the, the way they uh, so the way they handled Valentina was interesting because when Larry died, the negative spirit then just found another host, and that was her.
1: Right.
0: As opposed to here, they're saying, "Oh, this is just another negative spirit." There's another negative spirit,
1: yeah. yeah. That was really, really surreal, especially with the when when they're talking about these astronauts and like, oh my goodness, and they're like, "Hey, I'm so and so," and they're play- they very campy and hokey. I'm like, no, <laughs> right. they died years ago. This is just the you know um, like the residual. It's like <laughs>
0: But but they're like plants, basically. Like they're spores, yeah. you know. And I love her advice when that she buried them after they died. Rita's like, any advice? She was like, if anything grows there, don't eat it. <laughs> I was like, that's that's your passing advice. <laughs> you know, hey,
2: it's that's good, that's good advice.
1: But there was so many different little nods to. Other characters, part of the show, like, mm-hmm. oh, what was the name of the guy? The um, plant, plant, animal, mineral. What's
0: his name? Oh, the animal, vegetable, mineral man. Yeah, the, he was there oh, also. He they, he got a, he's a... got his book. Because <laughs> it, <had, laughs> it was on the side I of his book. He's that. got a book. And I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> he's not a real I villain. Am... You can't fight that guy. He's not a real villain. You know, like, you can't put that on the screen and expect me to be entertained. <laughs> but it's funny knowing he's out there.
2: Yeah. Right. I, I thought it was funny when Valentina uh, is talking to Larry and she's like, well, yes, um, after five years, we were able to reach unity and peace. And she's like, and Larry's like, what, five years? Yes. How long has it been for you? He's like, <laughs> well, I mean, it was back in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're still not unified. Yeah. And he just keeps saying, he's like, five years. Huh.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's well, a the I guess women blow, just
2: mature right? quicker than men.
0: Well, she just accepted it. I mean, you know, not, I mean, also at the same time, think about it. She had no choice. What else was she going to do? Yeah. She died in the Really alone because these are now clones, but because I think they died at that time period. Yes. Because, I mean, her radio, because her radioactivity would have killed them. So
2: either way, even if. Well, no, she's, she said she lived the, in the, the, she said she lived in the airlock for
0: five years. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like what else are you going to do besides get over it? <laughs> so throughout this whole throughout this whole
1: series they're stringing us through using I mean obviously everybody has their own subplots but they're using Dorothy and um and Chief as like the thread that's threading the whole thing through. And we get to this climax of um Dorothy becoming more um I guess mature which by hey, the way I'm that it's called puberty, yeah.
2: my friend. It's yeah, called puberty. Yeah, I, you I, should
1: know this. Well, after hundred and thirty something years, I mean I'm like, Do you, do you call it puberty?
0: <laughs> yeah. But she just and ages it, really slow.
1: <laughs> you know? <And> um <laughs> I mean, how did I'll say this out front. When I when Ralph mentioned a couple of weeks ago off podcast, when we talked about Doom Patrol, and he said there was nine episodes. I remember him saying that. But mm. when I was watching it, I felt like we were we were supposed to have one more.
0: Yes, we were. Definitely. It's the COVID that stopped it. Right. They, they couldn't they couldn't film. They, they I think they only made it halfway through and they couldn't film anymore. But they still I guess they didn't want to hold up the, the series.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes like like we've talked about other shows that have ended because of COVID like Flash. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about like how this was another case and I thought it was just me. It really felt like I mean, it they tried their best to tie it up.
0: Right.
1: Well, I don't even know if they were trying to
0: tie it up. I mean, I think this was just like think about it, if they were making half of an episode already, half of ten, this wasn't a tie up episode. This was just the episode before the last episode. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I don't think. Yeah.
2: They
0: they weren't trying to make uh this the ending. This just was the last viable episode that works as an ending because it's a cliffhanger. But it's it's I mean, by far I think it's the weakest of all the shows. Because it obviously needed to be followed by another show to make it yeah. strong. Because you're like, because like really not much. I mean, you know, weaker than the, the, weak with the bar, Flash. Or, even I don't mean to interrupt you. Weaker than a Flash. The Flash was a weak ending. It was that weak, was weak. But, I mean, it was weak. But it's in a different way. Like this one, it has a it's it's a powerful ending. As in like, it's 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 keeping you much more as your seat. But it's weak as in like, not much happens in that episode. You know, like, like, I mean, think about it. I mean, besides like being coated in wax, and we don't even know what that, are the suspension, we don't even know what happens. It's like, Rita, oh, you were made to mildly tap dance <laughs> with a paper <laughs> cutout, and then realize that like, you need to just get on with your life. Oh, Vic, you were horribly having to converse with a guy that looks just like your father, but he's a cowboy, and have a pleasant as hell conversation with him. Like, I mean, think about it. Like there was nothing, I mean, until the little turn at the end, when the candlemaker's influence takes over the character and it was literally the very end of each thing it was like they were having really pleasant times and like yeah. you know nothing bad was going on i mean only robot man was getting his ass kicked by jesus <laughs> like <that. laughs> oh my god you gotta watch you gotta watch out for
2: um his right hook his left hand is the holy and his, his right hand is the spirit so oh, he god. hits you with the holy spirit <laughs>
1: how do you guys feel about i mean even though we know it's a covid ending how do we feel about that being like the the big bad of our um finale like them facing their fears or facing their um their past so to speak you know do we feel it's kind of lame i kind of like imaginary
0: characters yeah they they were their imaginary friends you know. But it was
1: their imaginary friends harboring, or not harboring, but but carrying on these messages. I guess their fears. I guess
0: so, or just their I mean, own whatever. I mean, basically, they carried whatever their imaginary friends were supposed to be, right? Yeah. Um, until, like I said, until the candlemaker made them twisted. I guess, and we don't know if even Dorothy was helping to mitigate it, because he kept saying like, "You can't help them." So I'm like, "Oh, is she mitigating them from being bad?" I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know um i i'd like to but nonetheless i still enjoyed it in its own weird way because you you feel this sense of like okay i mean obviously none of our characters are going to die um right. but you still feel like wow what's going to happen with these characters what's going to happen with dorothy because now we don't know if she's going to become a regular character yeah you know
1: um i kind of feel like and just tying in with the with the jane story because when you watch for, for those who are who haven't watched it when you watch this particular part Jane passes out um, when when they get to the carnival, and her story about her and Miranda and all that stuff happens in, you know, in this. I feel like that Miranda thing could have been its own separate episode. Like, you could have done the whole carnival thing, had mm-hmm. Jane come off, you know, like, pass out and have all this consequences happen and not show Jane.
0: Right.
1: Well, and you could have just came back, but obviously... I mean, you know, backseat, you know, backseat driving, you know, armchair quarterback, you know, we can't do anything about that now. I just feel like Jane should have been its own thing because it wasn't the the consequence.
0: Right. I mean, well, Jane, well, Jane didn't get a chance to face her, you know, her imaginary friend because I'm assuming she has them all in her head. But um, (laughs) the the thing that got me now, as creepy as it was when we found out who Miranda really is, as creepy as that was, it was still like. Oh, it's it's a it's a good creepiness, but it doesn't make sense. Because like she was so pleasant the entire time, and then for it to like what be her dad, it's like well, yeah, how could you in, fake it all that time? <laughs> you know, in the in the stories, yeah, like
2: the because she has a, a version of her father in her head who lives right. in the well, right. And the, but he, he, in the comics, he always looks like himself, not like mm-hmm. anyone else. Not like, any, so I mean, so I knew that that wasn't the real Miranda for, from the moment that it oh, came yeah. out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the father I, lives in the well. The father lives in the well. So I was like,
0: hey. And it wasn't even that for me. I just figured, like, it was just too convenient. You know, so I'm like, there's no way that's just the real Miranda just mysteriously popping up after all that time. Um, but like for the to be a dad, but I guess what I'm saying is that it's not even a, like him trying to fool the people in the underground, but like the fact that he was genuinely trying to help the Doom Patrol. Yeah. yeah. Like, like genuinely, that genuinely. Was, it wasn't like, like, was really like weird. when they're, when they're all like, like, you know, with, with Dumb Patrol. And he's a good cook, when, apparently. Yeah. But like, yeah, exactly. He's a good cook. Evidently. We don't know why. Um, but like with Dumb Patrol, when he was just like, we really need to get a plan. And you know, he was always <laughs> like, he never, you never saw like, a glint of like, fuck these people. You know, it was always... Like Miranda he was really like, you know, hey, you know, I, I know I'm new here, but shouldn't we do so and so first, you know?
1: Not, not to make another comparison to another DC show, but he wasn't like evil Iris. Yeah, <laughs> where well, you saw the yeah. the, the glimpses <laughs> of oh yeah, you're fucking twisted,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. I, I really That's- hope that um, they they like. They bring back the um, baby doll and, the, and and the the other woman who was on fire. And they mm-hmm. make it show that, like, because they're manifestations of personalities that she created, that Kate created, that she's mm-hmm. able to like bring them back.
0: I, I imagine that's probably to going to be part of the fight with Miranda, with the quote, with the uh, the evil Miranda. I think that is what's going to happen. Personally, I just see them because you figure unless they do it some other way to um, exercise Dad from that personality, uh, from her mind's personality. If if they have to go back to the well, then I think that the other uh, personalities that are in the well will probably be come back or maybe drag them. you know, I think it'll be something along that vein will probably happen, right? Um, Hopefully, and and maybe they'll even maybe they'll even decide to stay there to make sure he doesn't get back out. Kind of a thing, you know? Okay, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I I just really I really have enjoyed this season. Uh, You know, I, I it felt like I said it felt like they kept the weirdness, but still stayed adult programming
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you know what i mean like fuck that and did. i enjoyed that like they did you know like I said, and but at the same time and that's what i think i didn't like about cliff's character because it's like you feel like you're like the you're playing to the cheap seats you're like the, the the third grade kid part of the programming which can be fine to points but it just didn't progress him i wasn't happy about that yeah
2: part. fuck yeah. that fuck like you would say
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but i did and, like that uh, i'm sorry oh go ahead, no, but I did like when he's walking on his way back and his feet freeze and the car pulls up. Oh, dude, a talking <laughs> statue. I'm not a statue. I'm a robot. Can you move? Well, not at the moment. Uh sounds like something a statue would say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just the stupidest thing, but that just had me cracking up. But he's like, that sounds like something a statue would say. And I'm like, and I, you're too comfortable about talking statues, first of all. <laughs> I like the
1: way that they have certain episodes where they're poking fun at themselves, or it's the characters thinking of something like um, when Rita Forrest is imagining her and Cyborg being a cop team.
0: That
2: and Steel and Stone. Oh, oh my god! The Steel and Stone so one was better. Funny.
0: And then so even when when that that, went, that was a few episodes after Cliff had it was after Sarah yeah. Stone. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And I'm like, does Victor Stone know that he's like everybody's cop buddy friend?
2: <laughs> that's how it works.
1: But that's what I like about, yeah. about the show, the fact that it, it it bounces around from certain things, but it all works. And it, yeah. it, it it all just like just and it works harmoniously. It's not like, oh, that came out of nowhere. Even if yeah. it does come out of nowhere, you're like, but that worked it because works. it's somebody's yeah.
2: yeah. So it works and really it well. Always, I mean, just the simple fact that when, uh, in the dump show episode, when they go into the painting and they mm-hmm. see the beard hunter there, and they're like, "Oh, but where's uh, um, where's Mister Nobody?" Yeah, where's Mister Nobody? Where's Mr. No- he's he's like, "Well, he he got a better deal on another show," and then you see the, the logo for Harley Quinn on the bottom. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it, it said that he said he found another gig. Um yeah. he's a- animating some voiceover, something like that, and the Harley Quinn thing pops up. I was like, that was well done. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was no, really, really well done. I, I did do miss
2: Alan Tudyk. I, yeah, I do miss Alan Tudick's voice narrating everything because it just it just added a, a, an air of humor to it, which was mm-hmm. great. But I, in in this sense it was great that you don't have that overarching narrator, though the uh, the candle maker did seem kind of like a little bit like that that background evil voice. Right, that was in every well, episode. Well, don't yeah,
0: forget, yeah, but Alan Tudyk, you yeah, but wasn't just narrating. Remember, he was controlling things, so that made that yeah. it was important that that was happening. Like, like as much as like you know, I, I enjoy the character, and I know eventually he'll you know at some point, maybe by the third season, something like that, they'll probably have to bring him back because that's the way storytelling goes. But I, this Mister Nobody is nothing like Mister Nobody in the comics. He's not this kind of a, a world-ending level threat. Um, so as much as I enjoyed it, I'm like, I don't know if I really want another world level ending threat from him again. You know, even though I really, really would love to see how they could recreate the Brotherhood of Dada on screen because those his his team. It's just these it's it's such a Grant Morrison team. I mean, well, Mr. Nobody was a Grant Morrison um, invention. The, the character, Eric Molnar, whatever his real name is, that character mm-hmm. was from back in like the 60s, um, just as a regular man. But the creation of Mr. Nobody was uh, was um, Morrison was Grant Morrison. And um, but when he makes the, the when he, he gets his his evil group together, the uh, they have like uh, there's I forget the names of them. I think like Sleepwalker or something like that. She's this British chick. She looks kind of like punkish and stuff like that. She's got these head this big headset on. And what it is that she's like super, super, super strong, like like like, you know, not Superman per se, but like probably could hit him a couple of times. But she can only ex- exercise that power when she's asleep. You know that kind of a thing, yeah. or uh, there's the quiz: who has every superpower that you can't think of? Oh, you're talking about that uh, one? Yeah, 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 like that. But but the character itself has this big hazmat suit with tubes in it because it's this Japanese girl that's really germophobic. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's just like that all these weird characters, or like I forget um, the oh frenzy who's just a living cyclone. <laughs> you know, like like it's all ah, these. Then, yeah, an agent. An agent. I don't even know how you would say it. It's an like agent, and then his name is an explanation point. And he always comes as a surprise, like, and it's oh, his God. power is so metaphysically weird, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I oh you know, mean, I would God. love to see that pop up. That's possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it does possible. well with other other things. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything else we want to add before we go to renaming the seri- series and ratings?
0: Nope. Yeah. Not that I, I just uh, instead of waiting next uh, until next year or something like that for season three to finish this, I really would love to have like they have like a hey September we got the. Episode 10, just for you guys, you know, Mm -hmm. wait is over. I would love that.
1: (laughs) That would be kind of cool, too. I agree. You're listening.
2: I know you do. It'll probably be only on HBO Max. (laughs) With our (laughs) luck, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I'll have my ways Ah. of seeing it. All right, let's
1: go with it, gentlemen. Renaming the Do you want me to go first? Sure, why not? All right, here we go. We're back to tradition. All right, here we go. Renaming the series. I'm going to call Doom Patrol Season 2 because of all of this dysfunction in one group. I just call them Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the only thing that came to my mind. Ralph, what about you? I call it Doom Patrol. The therapy continues. <laughs> you ain't fucking kidding. <laughs> Mike?
0: Uh, I'll deal with the, the, the wizard that always helps him out. I rename it the pack of twats Patrol.
1: <laughs> that wizard, Jesus Christ. And then his imaginary friend. That was pretty funny too. Hey, is,
0: He's a is your imaginary friend of punching Judy though? It was the 15th century. We didn't have <laughs> bugs punching bunny. <laughs> I was
1: like, oh my god, that, that's between that and um the line of uh, uh, and here we are in Disney's asshole, a uh, Walt Disney's asshole. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, ratings for Doom Patrol.
2: Ralph, go first. I give Doom Patrol eight. Um, God damn it, I just had it in my head. Oh, Ooh. God. It must have been lonely. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm going to give though. Doom Patrol eight and a half Jesus-punching robot man in the face out of ten.
2: It. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> I got it now. I give it eight world-ending sex baby demons. Out of ten,
0: <laughs> there was a All lot right? of mass orgies going on in this season. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude,
0: oh, <laughs> those sex orgies. I you give got? it, I give it nine. Um, I don't think that's how oxygen works. Out of ten, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that, line. That's another line that cracks me up. With Dorothy's like, I'm going to stay up here on the moon forever. He's like, um, I don't think that's how oxygen works.
2: Yeah, that was a great line.
1: So, there you have it. Doom Patrol Season 2. You know, the only thing that's doomed is a long wait for next season. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next.
0: Geeks on the Go. Now more wax. Now more wax? Yep. It's more wax. How much more wax? Like, <laughs>
1: well, well, like a not really fair. good waxy buildup. <laughs> well, at least he didn't correct me if, if it was candles and shit. All How right, you guys. Doing, you know the <laughs> you know segment... I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek, and we've made it under a minute a couple of times, when you have a hater like Ralph on your team, he looks to be the bane of your existence. Are you ready?
2: I'm not a hater. I broke the bat. (laughs) I'm just, you know, just doing me, man. Just doing me. And what's doing you? Doing me wrong? Yes. Oh, so yes. Yes. Are are, are you guys done
0: doing each other?
2: (laughs) Ready, set, go.
1: If the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz and Robot Man were swapped, which group of friends
0: would fare better? Mike. Uh, That Wicked Witch from the West would be chopped to death before Dorothy got the bucket of water. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ralph.
2: I'd have to agree with Mike. Mike. He would have just said fuck so many times. she would be like, oh, my God, and then just ran away.
0: (laughs) This is rated G. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: very true. All right.
1: What class of hero does every superhero team need to have? A hero with super speed, super strength, flight, or telepath? Ralph. Invulnerability. That's not a choice. Mike. (laughs) A billionaire with super strength. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Is Doom Patrol's chief a better or worse leader than MCU's Nick Fury?
2: Ralph. I mean, you got one guy who pretends to be dead for, like, at least seven seasons, and then you got another guy who's just a complete asshole. I wonder.
1: I wonder how how long that fucking answer was going to be.
0: Well, at least after his answer, we know which one is the complete asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: okay, so, Ralph, you... You saying
2: draw? <laughs> I mean, Nick Fury's clearly doing stuff for good people. He hasn't; He's not killing people on purpose just to see, you know, how they turn out. So I would say Nick Fury's probably better. Okay. All right. Mike?
0: I say Nick Fury's a better leader, but I bet he doesn't have a mystical goat head powering a spaceship.
2: No, he, he does not. It would come behind yeah. in the helicarrier, though.
0: Chief is inventive as hell. And <laughs> for a guy that's in a wheelchair, he manages to stay alive. So I don't yeah. know, like between people are like, who are you going to follow? I'm like, I don't know. That guy in the wheelchair manages to get out of spots. So and worst case scenario, he's probably got something that's going to experiment on me and keep me alive for the next hundred years. So I'm going to go with that guy. It's possible. <laughs> wow. but not, not the guy that 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 lost a fight with a cat. <laughs> that
2: Very true. That would be that was a, it was interesting, though, when. uh when Cliff and, and the chief are getting into the spaceship, he's like, "Well, this was um, a few years before Sputnik, so space travel wasn't really a thing, and I had to get a little creative. So this thing runs on magic." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "That's that's pretty creative." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, um, gentlemen. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs after today's show? I would like to shout out you guys. You're great. Keep up the good work. And you guys that are listening, keep listening. We love you.
0: All right. Ah, Mike, your boy. right. I'm blushing. I'm just Can't shouting out all the people that are doing all the right things in every damn country. And ours, please look at the other countries and do all the right things so that we can go out. I just want to go to the gym. I want to see my friends.
1: Pay attention, Florida. Pay attention, Texas.
0: <laughs> yes. If, if anything if counts you, out. If you can <laughs> see Mike right now,
2: he only has one muscle now. <laughs> he, he used to be all muscle. Now he's just one muscle.
1: Just one. Don't ask. Yeah, let, let's not talk about which one it is. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. Um, my shout outs are the usual shout outs. Shout out to Johannes. Shout out to Tinkerbell. Shout out to South Carolina. Shout out to Big Kev. Sometimes you to listen to this episode. Shout out to Jean Paul DeShong, who told me that he thought Doom Patrol was whack.
2: Oh, JP, we're going to have some words.
0: Yeah. Now, was it whack a bad whack or is whack a good whack? Or was it no. wickety whack? It was wickety whack, according to him. Uh-huh. He, says, wow. he
1: says every time he looked at the chief, he still wanted him to say Bond, James Bond. <laughs> I
0: have never wanted him to say that. I, Timothy Dalton, I love him as an actor. I love him as the chief. I can't stand his, his two James Bond films. Can't stand them.
2: Well, whenever I see Timothy Dalton, I just think of the Rocketeer.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's at least a good place to go. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch Rockets here. I haven't watched that in a while. I love that movie. It's
2: yeah, on. Uh, it's on one me. of the streaming services. I think it's on Netflix. Like Tubi or Thank you. Hmm. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's either Netflix or HBO Max. I, I could have sworn I saw it on one of them.
1: Good job. Good job. Well, as, uh, well, just to kind of follow Mike's segue he goes, you know, maybe that's where that's a good place to go. Maybe we should go as well. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and of course RT Square we're off the tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky and no comic con no problem, just listen to us.